What's up, y'all? It's the Uptown Made Podcast. It's your girl, Miss Maddie Monroe. You know what it is. I'm Shay. And it's your girl, D-Rose, a.k.a. Miss Well and Woke. All right, y'all. Welcome to episode five of the Uptown Made Podcast. Let's get into yeah. some things. Welcome Come back. <laughs> <laughs> Fire watch. I'm going to be dropping the bombs and all that. But. <laughs> Hey, y'all, what's going on? Let's, let's get into some things. Let's. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, I'm feeling really, really good. So, y'all know in the birthplace of hip-hop. So, Mayor Eric Adams, you know, the one who be out here partying, dropping it like it's hot, hanging out with all <laughs> of the cooks and everybody. Um, he decided to have an event at Orchard Beach. And, you know, I usually don't be sitting there parlaying at Orchard Beach because you can't dip your foot in the water. It's not really too cool. But Yo. they've been having a lot of summer events that I feel are really dope, you know, and everybody popped out. So when I say it was a movie, it was a movie. It was hella people that came through. And two of the headliners performing was supposed to be Ja Rule and The Locks. And when I tell you, baby, The Locks was up there looking. <laughs> they didn't want to leave the stage for nothing. And then you also had, you know, our, our man's Peter Guns and, you know, Louis Tariq wasn't there, but he was giving him his homage and, you know, uptown. Hello, pee -pee. <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing his son's T-shirt talking about representing Corey Gunn, son of guns. I thought that was too cute. Um, but what was really dope about it is that, like I said, it was a culmination and a celebration of hip hop. I felt really hyped to be a part of it. They were shouting out every hood. Every hood that we've known to live in, be in, stay in, chilling, was getting its credit. Um, the ages went from a range of everybody, but they didn't really have a lot of female performers. And so they had Hood Celebrity come out, which I thought was a nice little dancehall tribute, like I was in there. <laughs> My but, girl, Tina. <laughs> Tina, the real Tina. The real Tina. She was cooking shit up. But I feel like when we're sitting there paying homage, right, you got Grandmaster Flash and then you got Hood Celebrity. So I'm like, let's <laughs> sort some of this time gap that was going on. Right. Mm -hmm. So did they have any artists, like, from the Bronx, though? Like, it was in Orchard Beach. You know, the Bronx is a birthplace, birthplace of hip-hop. But what I mean, Bronx no were there, other than Peter Guns? Like, what, did we have a Fat Joe? Remy ain't slide through real quick. Like, we ain't get no more Bronx. <laughs> Peter Guns and his son. Ja Rule did say his mom was from the Bronx. He did say that. He did give homage. He said, shout out the Bronx. My mom, Zooks, is from the Bronx. Um, you had a lot of moments like that where, you know, people were hood and innocent. So. They do what they can. They do what they can. Like, you know, like I said, we was from the Bronx. The audience, the audience, the audience was from the Bronx. Not the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> We, you know, but I mean, in, in hip hop, you know, the women are very much never really mentioned. But now, you know, in the new era of hip hop, females, they out here like, you know, it's a cluster of them. You feel me? Like, cool. Yeah, you know, I can go on and on about female rap, but it is a real um, fickle part of the industry, I think. You know, when I talk about what made me fall in love with the culture of hip hop in general, like I do give homage to a lot of the like the females that were coming in the game. Like I love MC like growing up and I love Eve. Like, let me tell y'all real rap. I had one of those my life size Barbies, right? Mm. And she was for me. So I cut off all her hair. I tried to dye it with like um, nail polish, right? I put two paw prints on her and I walked around and I was like, this is my best friend, Eve. 
And that was my little doll. And I was like, because for real, I was wanted to get gangster rapper when I was a kid. Like that was my thing. My Ryan book and all of that. So my my size Barbie had to be like Eve E. Like we had to be out here in these streets. That's the last time you should tell that story. You yeah, know, honestly. <laughs> what? No, no, see. Shout everybody has but no, nah, don't yeah. do that. Oh, no, 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 no. All you little kids out there, do not do that. No, no. Yeah, she was gangsta. I used to design clothes and everything, little hip hop outfits and all types of stuff. Like I was sewing. I was. I had the flip of the wrist and all of that. What? I was meant to be in the industry. I'm wilding. You're really wilding. Yeah, look at the flick of the wrist. Okay, I see you. I see you. Right. all clothes. Um, yeah. honestly, mine is Queen Latifah, and I don't give a fuck. Like, I love Queen Latifah, hands down. Rapper, actress, theater, theater, whatever you want to call her. Like, she's fire. Like, and she's like a definitely like a dope female rapper. Like, yeah. Who you calling up? Like, no, seriously, Queen Latifah. Like, I don't know. My mother used to listen to her all the time, so it's like, yo, I grew up knowing, like, don't let no nigga call you no bitch. Like, we not doing that. You feel me? <laughs> I got that from her. Even her as an actress, like, I watch all her shows, all her movies. Like, that is like literally my like my woman crush. <laughs> like, I, I don't care. Even when I be wearing my model Cleo braids, like, I be inspiring to be her. Like, I love Queen Latifah. Recently, she was at an event and she was rapping. Shout I'm just saying. Recently, she was at an event rapping her song, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, she still got it! Like she's just lit! Like I don't know, she's just a fly bitch for her age, for her to be the type of rapper she is. I love her. Shout out to Queen Latifah. If you ever see this girl, yes, Miss Dana Owens. Damn, yes. she used to live in Building Eight. No, Building Seven. Excuse me, she that used to live in Building Seven. Stop playing. Mm. Not you coming with the co-op history. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do have a quick Latifah story. Like, all right, boom, real quick, real quick. So y'all know how, like, in the buildings, if y'all know us, y'all know where we grew up. Y'all know how the um, the the fucking um, the laundry mat don't be working right sometimes. So you can go to another building. So we had to go to building seven, and we was dead ass downstairs washing our clothes with Queen Latifah. And I didn't realize who it was, but my father is looking at her. She looking at him. He looking at her. And then I'm looking at them, and I'm like. I know this lady, but I don't know from where. So when we walk back to the building, he's like, you know that's that lady, that song your mama keep playing? And I start singing. He's like, yeah, that's her. And I'm just like, you know, as a kid, you don't really like, you don't know. Right. Like, as I'm older, I'm like, bruh, why would you tell me not? You could have told me right then and there. I could have, you know, spit my little spit, my little rhyme. I could have got signed. Like, come on, you you messed, messed up my opportunity. But yeah, Queen Latifah, girl, if you remember me, hey. Man, I'm saying, I'm like, like down, like, wow, okay, that's crazy. And I was like, to this day, I still love her. See, I'm blushing, <laughs> and she really do. I could back that up. She is not lying. Like, she really loves Queen Latifah. Like, <laughs> no, nah, like, so serious. So, like, if she, if you ever see this Queen Latifah, like, no, she is I'm so gonna... serious. Gonna... Like, she'll faint. <laughs> like, it's really like for real. No, I won't cry for real. I'm all blushing. I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> Because I really love her, like, for real. Oh, my God. But you know what? There's so many great women that and came around in hip-hop. And so, Ladies First, I don't know if y'all seen mm -hmm. it. So, it's a new show that dropped and it just dropped recently on Netflix. And it's giving homage to females in the rap game, past and present. And it starts off with, like, a really strong presence talking about, like, Roxanne Shantae. Mm -hmm. And, like, and, uh, you know, Funky Four Plus One More, you know, it, it gives homage from the past yeah. to the present. 
And so I feel like when it's talking about Queen Latifah, she just mentioned about Latin quarters. And I had a, such a throwback moment where I was like, yo, do y'all remember Latin quarters? Because that was still like a vibe. Like we grew up with so much New York staples. And she was just saying, going there and then being in the Bronx and getting a feel for the culture really mm -hmm. gave life for what she wanted to do as a person. And she wanted to have her own special spin on it. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was so dope that bringing African heritage into light in her performance, especially since we know this about our African people and about our ancestry, royalty is big. Because yeah. I tell people, I don't, like I said, one of my famous things to come online is to say, hey, kings and queens, because that's how I see us. And Queen Latifah was such a center focus for stuff like that, making sure that women were respected in this industry and respected within her music. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. They tried to muscle me. I ain't get to say who my favorite female rapper. No, I wouldn't hear They, they right. tried. They tried no. to muscle me. Oh, you say we bullying? All right, all right, all right. I tried to like, golly. So mine is a bit biased because hi, mommy. So my mom likes salt and pepper, and <laughs> like through and through, like that's just what it is. Like I can't. Like, for me, like, I don't really have a favorite female rapper. There's rappers that I like, and there's rappers I can relate to. So, like, if we go on by rappers I can relate to, Brat and Missy. But mm -hmm. as far as, like, favorite rappers, it, I would have to go, if I had to choose, it would be Salt and Pepper. And that's just because nonstop, that's just what it was. Like, what a man oh. to you to death shoot. All this, like, it just, <laughs> it just is. When it gives salt and pepper, I think about how my mom used to dress back in the day. Like, I got one of them little brightly colored jackets that I was able to do using cold vintage and everything like that. The hairstyles, the whole aesthetic. That's what I think when I think about salt and pepper. It's just like their contributions, not just to music, but to the fashion and to the culture. It was a whole vibe. Because people dress up in purple for Halloween, like they are definitely yeah. like an imprint of hip hop fashion culture, like big ones. And I think it was an interview that uh, I think both of them did, but Peppa was saying how I guess back then her sister used to cut up their jeans and she was like, Y'all owe me a lot of money because like now that's just what everybody's wearing. But back mm -hmm. then, like cutting up your shirts and stuff, that wasn't, wasn't a thing. That, yeah, like that wasn't the it thing to be doing. She was like, Y'all owe me a whole lot of money. <laughs> she better get on also, people don't always talk about spin, right? Like Spinderella. Like now, let me explain to y'all, right? The original I, one or the ori the original spin, and then you know, okay, we we we, won't, we can touch base on that. But um, Let's go there, Dana. Don't make me come on. So much younger than I'm, like for like she was like a kid on the scene, and the fact that she was a kid who was allowed to get up there and DJ that way. For me individually, I tell y'all this. If I wasn't doing what I do professionally now as a therapist, I wanted to be a DJ. I love mixing music. I like that's one of those things that's never going to stop. I love when sounds collide and you get the right beat and the right bass and the party is lit. So I always said that, that watching that for me was epic just because she was young up there spinning. Yeah, facts, facts. But I don't, I don't, I agree with that, but. I feel like she don't get the recognition she should get at this age now. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people play up for dust. Like she wasn't like one of the first like top female DJs. Like, come on, stop. Them. And she also it's even with the name because it's like she wasn't the original Cinderella. She was the second one. 
Mm-hmm. They just kept the name. So it's like, it's also a thing with that too. But I don't know if she still do, but I know she had a resi- residency in uh, Vegas. So, Ooh, she got money. She got. And money. when you got a residency alone and not with the group, says a lot. That says a lot. Like, that's one of those things that's never going to stop. I love when sounds collide and you get the right beat and the right bass and the party is lit. So I always said that, that watching that for me was epic just because she was young up there spinning. Yeah, facts, facts. But I don't, I don't, I agree with that, but I feel like she don't get the recognition she should get at this age now. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people play up for does like she wasn't like one of the first like top female DJs. Like, come on, stop. Playing. And she also, it's even with the name, because it's like she wasn't the original Spinderella. She was the second one. Mm-hmm. They just kept the name. So it's like, it's also a thing with that too. But I don't know if she still do, but I know she had a resi- residency in uh, Vegas. So, Ooh, she got money. She got and money. when you got a residency alone and not with the group, says a lot. That's, that's you know what? I think right now we're, we're on a break of the culture, which everything is starting to spin in our, in our realms. I tell people all the time, we watch men dominate the industry for so long. One of the best things about Ladies First was them pinpointing that so many women were affiliated with male groups, right? Mm-hmm. So you had mm-hmm. Rough Riders, right? And I was like, you had so many different, like, you have Nicki Minaj and Young Money. You got, like, more Hill was associated with the Fugees. Like, you got everybody was synced up and linked up to a male group because they only wanted one. Mm-hmm. And that they they kind of celebrated this idea of competition amongst us as women. And that's starting to slowly fade away when we're like, there's enough room at the table for everybody to eat. And I'm loving it. Like my everywhere I go, my car playlist is nothing but female rap artists. Like people be annoyed. If you hear me driving down the street, that's all you hear bumping out because it's something so empowering about it for me. But I also feel like that's also because a lot of women that like back then, that was the way you had to get on. And it's not even like you were the only female and then you had to battle all the guys. But at the same time, I also feel like now a lot of women are go the independent route. So there is no need to be attached to a crew or right. attached to any other man. Like there are females that put out records and I mean, in all honesty, guys own the record labels. So that's who's going after them. So like, it's not, it's different if there's a female that's owning a record label and you know, like you have that option, but if guys are dominating as far as owning these labels and that's who's going after you, you have no choice, even if you don't want to be attached to a crew or a name. Yeah. Now, does that make you? No, but because a lot of these females started out independent in the first place. Exactly. But they felt like they had to get themselves signed to a group of guys so that they can get more notoriety. So it's like, it changes the game. A lot of times you hear professionally women say this, in effort for me to break through, I had to associate myself with somebody else. That doesn't mean that they had the same message or the same, you know, ambitions that I had, but I have to link up with them just so I can get my foot in the door. It's about um, Ice Cube. And I thought it was so crazy. Like, I was talking about how Ice Cube basically wanted to say in his music, he was constantly with NWA saying, bitches this and niggas that and wasn't really feeling that right like basically was just like i'm not gonna let you come out and call me out of my name because i'm affiliated with your group you're gonna give me respect this entire time we working together i don't care who we in front of who we performing where we go 
you're going to give me my, my just respect. And I feel like I love that, that they don't really show you the behind the scenes with some of these female artists. I would have loved to see times where Lil' Kim was cursing out Biggie like, bro, I ain't saying that. Don't come at my neck like this. You know what I'm saying? I've even watched Nicki Minaj doing um Joe Budden's podcast where he was like, like she was like, hold, hold, hold on. You're not going to talk to me filthy and a credit dues for writing my music when I'm an artist independently. My, my artistry is perfected and I write these rhymes. You're not going to talk to me greasy like this. And I yeah. love Y'all can say y'all wrote every rap I spit. Like, come on. Sorry. Y'all know. Y'all know how. Like, cause you. Oh, so let's. So I want to go back to something real quick. Cause you said that you have like a female playlist. Now, is it like current female rappers, old school? Is it a mix? Like when you listen to rap, is it like more of a feel good thing, or are you listening for like bars? Are you like what is it? What does that playlist look like? Cause so, that's where it gets tricky. My playlist goes hard in the paint. Like I'm gonna tell you right now. Like it needs to be in the Hall of Fame because it has everybody on it. Um, one of my favorite albums all time is The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. And yeah. Lauren Hill is accredited as one of the greatest rappers, hand down, word to mommy. Um, I, I say this. And so on that playlist, yes, you are going to hear Misdemeanor. Yes, you are going to hear The Brat. Yes, you are going to hear MC Light. Yes, I am going to play Dochi. Yes, I am going to play Cash Doll and Dream Doll and all the dolls and Cuban and everybody. <laughs> and, and so... It, it's it's a culmination and a celebration of music. And I even like when certain songs kind of flow together. So I'll play something and be like, oh, okay, well, Kim did this song and then Dream Doll did this. And I have it kind of, it does a flow through pattern so that I can hear past and present and do like this just whole celebration when I'm listening to it. Okay. I'm going to share that with y'all. Y'all going to have to follow my little um, playlist on Spotify, whatever the case is. Y'all know y'all can tune in. That shit is Liddy. <laughs> yeah, all the yeah, but all them dolls and stuff. Mm, <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm, I just, uh, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes when they be rapping, I'm, I'm one of those people who's like, yo, I want to hear how you flow on the beat. Like, are you switching up the flows? Like, what's the cadence sound like? And I feel like sometimes these female rappers, it just be the same flow through the whole song. And I just kind of be like, oh, that's kind of boring. The beat is cute. What you were saying is cute, but like, why you just can't switch it up a little bit? Like, I don't know. Like, that's just me. I just, I like it to be a little different. Someone who's a prime example of that is Meg Thee Stallion, but I ain't gonna hold y'all. Meg Thee Stallion, her early work, early work, early work. Say one more time for the, for the people in the back, okay? Her team's <laughs> best playlist to listen to to go to the gym. If you was, like, not in the mood for nobody and they bullshit, you just want to throw some music. Like, that Tina's Snow mixtape, fire, hands down. And she wrote the majority of the songs on that mixtape. Megan Stallion can write. I don't know what the fuck happened when she got signed to Rock Nation or whoever she signed to, but she needed... I hear a little bit of party Alone. I'm gonna leave her alone because I know she's going through a lot. But yeah, her early stuff is the bomb, hands down. Like, but she kind of got like the same flow, but it just it's just that Houston twang. I don't know. It's something about it that's like I'm gonna be real with y'all. Everybody before they got on, I used to listen to Gangster Volumes One and Two, and that's when I was really, really rocking with Cardi B or Barty. And um, that's really when I was a part. Like I was like, I was yeah, really yeah, I, I was with the mixtape mommies. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Nicki Minaj mixtape. I tell people this all the time. Back when MySpace was on game, yeah. if you came to my profile, you already knew you was finding Nicki Minaj on my profile or MySpace. Like, that was a rip. 
Yeah, so, but her first album was fire though. Like, we're not gonna sing and act like her album was not fire. Like, her first album was crazy. Like, so that's and that's the thing with her. Like, Nikki had fire mixtapes and then dropped that first album, and the shit was out the out of this world. I was like, well, hold on, like, all right, bitch. Like, the album mode is crazy. You feel me? Now, there's a few of my them albums that ain't my favorite. We ain't gonna touch that, but that that Pink Friday masterpiece. I mean, you have a lot of those, and I give y'all that. But at the same time, there's so many like different artists. Like, if we love Missy, right? I love Tiara mm-hmm. Wack. And I've seen mm-hmm. Tiara Wack perform, and I've seen her visual album. And when I think about Nicki Minaj and her creativity, and I think about Tiara Wack, I was like, I love the creative expression that people give through music. Like, everybody doesn't have to come at with you with the same sexually explicit lyrics. Even though I love that, too. I'm trying to twerk something, pop something, drop something. I'm trying to do all of that. But... I love the fact that women can shine in so many different avenues. I get up every morning to cash dolls, wake your ass up. I'm going to tell you right now. Like, that's my alarm clock. <laughs> said it's up to the cash, get to the bag. I'm like, I'm counting my money. I'm all like, I'm ready. It's time. Shout out to Arkeisha. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like, I give it, like I said, not every doll is putting out quality. <laughs> But I do feel like a part of the rap game for a lot of women is also breaking into an industry that allows them to access income and create another hustle lane. And I'm not mad at it. If we all want to turn on a mic, let's all turn on a mic. Like, let's get to the paper. I like that women now have choices of what we want to hear. Yeah. Because there's a fan base for everybody. Like, anybody can put something out and somebody's going to fuck with it. You feel me? It's millions and millions of people listening to millions of songs. So there is there is a there is a platform for everybody. There is a space for everybody. Like you know what I'm saying. Like I listen to a lot of underground rappers, and I'm like, damn, I can't wait to see y'all niggas blow up so I can be like, I've been listening to that. Like you feel know me? Like even like Lola Brooke is an example of that. Like I forgot what I heard of her like way before her joint came out, and then when Don't Play When It came out, I'm like, oh, this is cute. I was rocking to it next to you know blowing up in New York. Like everybody rocking with it. She the only one I can think of right now. I can't say the same for most of these new newer like New York artists, but they have learned to they have grown on me. And you know what I'm saying? So I'm playing devil's advocate. Now mm-hmm. it's like that now, but back then there was no option. I don't want to say there was no option on what you could talk about, but even Yo-Yo said like after a certain point in her career she was trying to make her lyrics more sexy because that's what was appealing. And that's what everybody, like at the time, it was Kim and Foxy. And even though to me, Foxy's more aggressive than Kim, but I digress. Um, It was still about sex appeal. Mm -hmm. And so if you got Brat, Yo-Yo, MC Light, they wasn't dressing like that. But as the times go, and if that's what the audience is looking for, they feel like they have to change their appearance and they feel like as far as like styling goes and they feel like they have to change their lyrics. Yo-Yo was like, she ripped out numerous pages and kept crumbling up rhymes because it, she felt like it wasn't sexy enough. Even Brat, she, when she had, but, what do you like with um Tyrese? Brat was in a whole two piece. Yeah, no, that and definitely she, was like- That goes what I was saying because like men frame the music industry and everything, everybody says this sex sells, right? That's the reality. Mm-hmm. And so them having to step into what they feel is like, not their truest form of self is crazy, but it's also it was a money play because a lot of women say if I sell sex now, I can get to do what I want to do in my career later on down the road. Right. And it's like everybody had to play the game. When we think about hip hop, we grew up in a time where you had BT Uncut, like you had, right. rap, you, you literally, 
106. Right? And so when you had that Cedars World, you had all these different shows that were encapsulated and the music videos was popping. It's the first time we got to see some of this stuff, right? And I think about Janet Jackson and Busta Rhymes, how creative that video was. I think about like everything that Missy Elliott did was so super creative. And when you have the brat, and like I said, you're coming, these people put a lot of their personal money. A lot of money was put up to do these productions. They had to figure out how to set themselves apart and how to get not only women to be interested in the rhymes, but get men to buy into a concept because men were also patronizing hip hop heavy. So it's like mm -hmm. men wanted to hear sexualized lyrics that they feel like they would want to hear women talk about, but rap with a lot of energy and a lot of passion. And so women were like, let me give the men what they want, but I'm really catering to the women. I want the ladies to vibe what I'm saying, but I want the men to look at it because I need views. Right. I need people to pay attention. And a lot women of them like who's buying it, the men is just watching it. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I also feel like that's what the style was at that time. Like mm -hmm. in the 80s. And not to say that they wasn't wearing tight clothes, but like even salt and pepper, like they wore tight stuff, but that was always them. They didn't mm -hmm. come out wearing baggy clothes and stuff like that. MC Light, like that Queen Latifah, that's how they dressed. And so once there's a whole, a new era that is ushered in and it's like everybody naked, it's kind of like, where do we fit in this? Because it don't mean we don't have what they have, but we not used to showing it the way they showing it. Because there was but no in-between. There was no calm medium. It went from baggy to naked. Because even the real LC. Like, thing. It, it takes a lot of confidence to say that I'm going to set myself apart from everybody else. Because just in that same comparison, yeah, you had the Brad stepped in her fashion in her own lane, right? But then you also had Lauren Hill who was like, yo, I'm going to tell y'all what I'm giving and I'm not selling y'all like this. So right. you have newer artists who are just on the same way. Chica's like that. Rhapsody's been like that. Like you have so many different artists that are like, I don't have to take off anything to fit into anybody's prototype. Young and May, like I'm a female rapper and I'm in the but that's now. That's what I'm saying. Like it's different now it's because really a lot of them are independent and they have the freedom to do as they please. And it's enough of them to say, I'm not taking your shit. Back then, if I'm in a crew full of men, they're not going to stick up for me because their their deals are on the line too. Right. Yeah, and they want to see it too. That's that's so the reality. I mean that too on certain labels, but it also became like you said, it could only be one. Like for example, with Murder Inc., it was between Vita and Charlie Baltimore. Right. It couldn't uh, be the most. And, and Vita that. got Vita got dropped, and they kept Charlie Baltimore. So it's like it had to be one or the other. Like they had it's one song with them together, but it's like you had to choose. And that's the crazy part that you could only have one. I never understood that ideology. Like as many women are so talented and so creative, what did the men lose from having more than one female be a part of their crew and team? And it's that's still like that to the day though. When you mm -hmm. honestly think about it, think of all the labels, think of all the females on all the labels and think about what, what, how many female rappers is on all these labels. It's not like most of them are under the same label. Everyone is on one specific label. Even like, so bringing Meg Thee Stallion up again, the label that she's on, that she was originally signed to, forgive me, I forget the name of it, but Erica Banks is signed to the same label. Where's Erica Banks' career at? You feel me? Like she had that one oh. little hit I now let I'm gonna say she all have a rapper. Like, I don't do that. I'm just using that as an example. Okay. But I'm 
saying they poured more into Meg the Stallion because she was a bigger rapper and they couldn't pour the same into her. Does that make sense? But you know, I'm gonna be real with you. Erica Banks and Meg the Stallion are almost one and the same. And I loved Meg the Stallion when she first came into the game. Like everything about her, especially yeah. the fact that she was an HBCU educated sister. Like I loved her now. Cause I thought that it was one thing to give homage that you can also live two parts of your dream. She had yeah. this like one of the biggest things about Meg the Stallion is that she wanted to have her own hospital, health and hospital administration. Yeah. And I thought that that was super dope. Like she was like, I want to do something that changes the industry. And I feel like that's why she skyrocketed because there was another aspect of Meg to sell, which was the fact that she was educated and a hip hop star. So I feel like for Erica Banks, it was just like, she kind of got pushed to the side because Meg had a multi-level type of platform to sell to people that people could buy into. So if you were the girl who grew up on the block, you rock with Meg. If you were the girl who was in the dorm, you rock with Meg. If you was the boss going to court or work, whatever, you was the lawyer, the doctor, you rock with Meg because you kind of understand like her different level of life. So then let's be real though. Can we really have two? Because whoever comes first, that next person has to be modeled after them, whether they want to be or not. But if that's what works to make that person go, that's the, the formula they're going by. So can you really have two? Because I, is the second person really going to take off the way the first person did? I mean, let's be real. Everybody or is it a timing thing? Lane. Like, everybody has their own lane, and you have to be willing to step apart and bring your own uniqueness. Like, I can't tell you, like, if Erica Banks has something different to offer than what Meg the Stallion had to offer. That's the reality. Well, that's what I'm saying. Can you have two? Let's use two different rappers because Shannon says something that kind of touched home. So we got Nikki and we got Cardi B, right? Nikki came because there was no lane in female rap. She came, like, she's like one of the first female rappers out of almost 10 years, I think it was. I forget how long it was. I think so, yeah. yeah, yeah it had to be just about 10 years. So then Cardi B comes, right? Whatever transpired in the industry, it transpired. I'm not going to get into the politics, but it's like there is an extreme difference between the two rappers. I'm not even going to hold you. It seems to be a place where they both cannot be at the top. Like it had to be either or, you know what I'm saying? And it just seemed like whatever that hate train that happened, it boosted Cardi up. But it's like, no, see, look. I believe, and this is strongly rooted in colorism, right? And I'm, and I'm, I had to say it. Just I was like, not trying to go there. I was trying to keep it real. Like I was going, I'm like, we, if you want, we going there, we going there. Cardi B is a Puerto Rican from the Bronx, light skinned bitch who they sat there and they paid all his money into how to push her, push her, push her. Yes, is is Nicki Minaj of a light skin tone? Yes, but she's a black woman. She's a powerful, strong black woman that these motherfuckers wasn't used to. I think because she was like the first female rapper for for, for such a long time, the way she came in and the way she held herself down, it was a lot of shit she wasn't going for and they wasn't fucking with that. But Cardi B, they tell her to jump. She like, oh, how high? Like she do whatever these niggas tell her to do. Like, so I there's an extreme difference between the two like one somebody actually write their raps and the other one is just getting the shit written for her and is getting pushed and paid for it. just saying you know what my whole thing is let's let's oh, let's own let's own some real realities about this yeah prior to Nicki Minaj and prior to I love Remy Ma and I love yeah. battle I like battle rap battling lady like I love Remy Ma damn yeah, I, I still hands down one of the best lyricists and female like rappers in the game yeah, shout out to Remy's little rap battle she got. No, Chrome 23. Yeah, shout out to Chrome 23. Lyrically, lyrically, 
Remy Ma is one of the best to ever do it, like hands down. No facts. Yeah. Like Remy's right. a great battle rapper, a great freestyler, yeah. but Nikki's good at writing her raps. Yeah. Like, like it is. by her being a black woman, by her being of a more melanated complexion, Remy Ma was also somebody just like another like a Foxy Brown, just like Little Kim. Where if you're sexy, we're more invested. But if you're not as sexy, we're not really feeling it. And then you have somebody like Nicki Minaj come up. And it's not just about her being a black woman. It's about her being an exotic. And let's, let's talk about that. It's exotic that people are looking for. And so they found the next version of Nicki. And Cardi B became the next exotic thing. I'm going to tell you something right now. You would have the same play for somebody who's coming Anywhere in the world, an Asian rapper, like you said, the Cuban rappers, and it's that they're they selling exotic. Because I don't you know, feel though. Was do, a hold on, I, I want to interject because I do feel as though I think if that thing with Remy didn't happen, I think because when Remy went to jail, mm -hmm. she was at the top, like she was like, no, yeah, one. I do feel like that played a part in it. Like I think her going to jail is what kind of like mm -hmm. declined her career. Honestly, like she was going for eight fucking years. Like she was so it was so she technically was like one of the last female rappers before Nicki came along. So like right. Remy was holding it. I definitely feel like if Remy did not get into that situation, I feel like she would be way further advanced in her career. She'd be going down. I mean, she is a great, but like ideally she's not listed as one of the greats because she's not out there like Nikki is. But I think if she didn't go to jail, her career would have been consistent and she would have been good money. But because she could spit. Okay. But then that's the thing too is that's the difference is like going back to Nikki and Cardi, there's a difference between somebody who takes this serious lyrically and somebody who's just doing this just because I can do it. Cardi doesn't care if somebody else writes her lyrics. This, this should have just fun for her because she can do it. But Nikki takes like lyrically, that's what she's into. So there's that like it's two different things. Like so, like like let me say that in terms of them selling themselves as characters, one consider themselves to be an actor and a rapper, Nicki Minaj. One consider themselves to be a comedian and a rapper, Cardi B. They both stay true to those lanes. There was a creative element that was brought to them, and that's what we all really vibe with. And so by Nikki saying she was a Barbie, that appeals to a certain type of woman. Because for any little girl who loved playing with Barbies and loved the aesthetic to where Barbie brought, they vibe with that idea. Same thing. Cardi brought the I'm straight out the hood, it's gritty, like ah, ah, ah. Everybody bought into the vibe. People are selling you not only on their music, but them as a brand. And what I appreciated about both women was the business. I'm a, I tell people this like this. I don't have no hate in my heart for Nicki Minaj or Cardi B ever because I love the hustle. I love the fact that they was getting to the money and dominating the industry and stacking, 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 stacking coin. So I can never feel nothing against neither one of them. But I do agree that in the aspect of Cardi B in terms of like her racial identity, she'll be the first to tell you she came out also stating that she was not only like Dominican, but she was also identified as Trinidadian. And when she came out, people told her there's already a Trinidadian claimed rapper and that's Nicki Minaj. So you need to choke back that part of your identity and only go for the parts of you that identify as Dominican because that's what we haven't seen. And I feel like that's the same thing for Nicki Minaj. It was like, if you big up both parts of the culture, you'll also have a platform that'll appeal to a larger group of people. It's the same thing with artists like Spice and Destra and other people coming in. It's like appealing to Black people as a whole to get a huger fan base. First so, of all, Spice has been in the industry for a gazillion years. The fact that she is just now hitting mainstream is 
fucking crazy to me. Who like, who loving hip hop? Let's say what it is. Exactly. Right. And a lot of people yeah. was like, "Oh, who's I'm like, and people that I know who love, like, do say they love reggae music. They listen to all the dancehall and all that. How you sitting here talking about who's spice, but you fuck with dancehall? Like, you don't make that. But like I said, I'm playing with it, my nigga. Like, if you know your music, you know your music. If you don't, right. you don't. Like, Spice is like, like the number one dancehall artist since like the early lit. Well, excuse me, more than late nineties. Like, come on, she been out for years. But she had to parallel herself to hip hop artists and put herself to me on a lower platform. On a lower yeah. platform to get notoriety. Like, there's no other platform. There's no other platform for an artist to go on to right. be like. To, you know what I'm saying? To to because we don't have these shows anymore. There is no 106 in part. There's no Rap City. There's no Teen Summit. Like there's none of that to go on. So it's like, how are you really supposed to showcase anything? Well, we'll be the show. So if anybody wants to come on here, and- right? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling podcast, please. Tell us. Right? You know, I'm ready to start. I don't like I said, you know, BNR production studio. We about to get a little recording studio and say female artists. If you out here, but um. I think, like like I said, I, I do see where you're coming from. It's like, can people exist in the same lane? Does it make it complicated? And like I said, I don't know what everybody else is listening for, but I love my music to come with affirmations. That's why I like people like Baby Tape. Like, I want to be out here healthy, wealthy, like, <laughs> like everybody else. And so I feel like when you have so many women competing in a market, it is not them who want to be sworn enemies. I feel like it's those of us who are watching and patronizing the culture, making it seem like there can't be room for more than one person. There doesn't have to be clicks and crews in the industry. We don't have to choose teams and sides because if everybody jumped on a track, I'm buying it just the same. If everybody was on a concert stage, I'm paying for that ticket just the same to see everybody up there. So yeah, it's like ladies night. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like ladies night. Ladies night. Damn. Not to keep giving Shorty Sean, but Meg Thee Stallion again is another one because you had the song with Nicki and then Sis wanted to sit here and she had the song with Cardi and then had this like issue with Nicki and it's like, bro, like you don't have to, you did a song with her, do a song with another. Don't artist. inherit somebody's beef. Like, not your beef. Like that, you don't have nothing to do with their beef. Like That's why it. are you sitting here putting yourself in some shit that has nothing to do with you? Like, come on, that goes crazy. Let me tell you, I say this. Um, as a black woman, um, I don't compete with other black women on anything, with anything. We can never be competitors because we're running the same race. We're fighting the same fight. So at any time I do something in this world and get any opportunity, I'm going to look out for sis. Because at the end of the day, I feel like that's something that we don't really... Um, let that... My little phone is kind of... Shout out to Ari Lennox. <laughs> right? Shout out to Ari Lennox. What? <laughs> Um, um, yeah, and so I just like I, I honestly do feel like when it comes to all of those people and everybody that we mentioned, um, the ideas about crabs in a barrel, they're always trying to get people to tear each other down and make it hard for the next person to come up in this industry. And if you set yourself with a mindset that says, I'm not competing with other black women, you wouldn't feel the need to feel like this person can't do a show or an album or collaborate or work with. Like you have to kind of convince yourself that there's no need for that um, that battleground. We don't need it. It's not necessary. So I got yeah. a question though. Uh, yeah. Now I know we offer the camaraderie of us females, but just like I know I have a favorite male hip hop beef. What is your favorite female hip hop beef? Ooh. 
Mine is Foxy Brown and Queen Latifah. I, I was gonna say I was Foxy and Little Kim. Yeah. Nah, I just because they used to be friends, so I just I don't really yeah. Yo, I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna have to say Nikki and and Kim only because they both dropped some fire ass diss tracks. Like both of them shits was OD fire. Like I I support I support if y'all gonna have a beat, put the shit on the music, bro. You wildin'. Both of them shits was kite fire. Like you wildin'. Nobody battled and beef like Remy Ma and Nikki with Remy. Yo, that Kim. was crazy. Right? Oh yeah, no what? facts. Yeah. But I'm I was no, like, only because I feel like when I'm Nikki sorry, came back with no fraud, Nikki came back too late with no fraud. And two, I'm sorry, I don't think Remy wrote her this. Like that sounded too much like Pat Poots to be like. Better. I'm just saying, if you listen to it, and because I listen to Pat Poots, I love Pat Poots. He's a he's another rapper who's very much underrated. But anyway, yeah. I listen to it, and it sound like Pap. I'm like, and I really try to listen to it with like naked ears. But like the first time I heard it, I'm like, that sound a little bit like Pat Poots. I, I mean, do we really know if Nas wrote either? Like. We're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. We're not. Right, not I'm asking. I'm asking the question though. Like, do because she's saying that's not like that, but do we really know if Nas wrote Nas is like, the future father of my children. Like, I just want Nas to understand that we're not coming. Shout out, to, shout out to Nasir Jones who has kids of his own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, but shout out to the rap beats where y'all put it on the wax. Like, I, I fucks with that type of rap beat. You feel me? Like, I, that's why I was like, damn, like, that, that Remy and Nicki one was type fire. But Nicki just waited too long to come back with that. Like, I, when it was her and Kim, like, she dropped the song, like, two days later. She waited, like, a whole two weeks to drop No Fraud. Even though the video was fire and, and you know, whatever, whatever, but... But my thing is when so when but when when she came out, niggas was talking about oh I didn't tell Remy Ma that like that's corny like come on if you told her that you told her that you making her look crazy like oh no nah, I never said that about Nikki like I didn't say that like everybody came out denying everything that Remy said on that song like that was corny like, every dude every dude that Nikki Minaj swerved every male in the industry that Nikki Minaj swerved ran over to Remy's room it was like hey guess no, what they did. <laughs> they did. They turned around and denied that they even told Remy that shit. Like, come on, that's corny. Like, but no, I I do like the I, I my favorite is Nikki and, and Kim. I ain't gonna lie, cause those those distracts was OD fire. Like, both those are fire. <laughs>